page. What you doing? Subscribing to Bark Box. Oh, is that the one where the puppers get a monthly box full of toys and treats? Also, doesn't charge you more for having a bigger dog so that each pup gets the size of treats and toys that they need? Yeah, that's the one, Sam. And did you know that if you use our link, BarkBox.com forward slash M3 True Crime Pod, you'll get a whole ass month free. Let us help you spoil the shit out of your puppers. Hi, creeps and freaks. Creepies and freakies. I'm Michelle. And I'm Courtney. And we are in the nick of crime. We come to you weekly with true crime, some spook spooks, and a little bit of comedy. We focus on being a voice for victims, but we also like to rake the offenders through the coals. We can never really seem to take ourselves too seriously, but we do hope you'll join us. So keep it creepy and stay freaky, and we will see you next Tuesday. Bye! Hey Paige. Hey Sam. What you doing? Not making eye contact with Frosty Pirates. It's probably for the best. <laughs> Other than not uh, staring into the faceless, but not so faithless, faceless corpse that is frosty what what are you doing recording a podcast <gasps> what's it called m cubed are you sure <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> i mean yes <laughs> murder mystery and Uh, normally, this is where we would say that uh, the ad that you heard at the beginning of this episode is from In the Nick of Crime. That podcast is awesome, and it is hosted by Courtney and Michelle. And as they say, we are their southern twins. Also, at this time, you would hear Paige typically talk about how awesome they are. But I was drinking when we recorded this episode, so yeah. <laughs> I was not as uh, task-oriented as I normally am. Um, But anyway, I'll get back to In the Nick of Crime. They are fantastic, and I love their content. And you should go give them a listen. And also, find them on social media. They are on Instagram. And as Paige says, you should go to their Instagram and follow them and like them because it's lit! Okay, updates. I've got a good one. What do you have? We hit... 2,000 downloads! 2,000! So this is is amazing to me, because honestly, I didn't think anybody would actually fucking listen to us. Yeah, for real. (laughs) We're so fucking chaotic most days. Yeah. The squirrely T-Rex kind of embodies us. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's, it's, um, crazy. It is. It's surreal. It is. Mm -hmm. I would love it. Um, yeah. The people that we've interacted with on, on all the social media platforms has been awesome, though, because there's the other content creators that have their own podcast and they talk about stuff, but the way they talk about it is slightly different. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's like a unique perspective each for each person. Oh, yeah. It's really awesome. Mm-hmm. And everybody's super supportive. They really are. I didn't expect that. I expected to be like, oh, you're so stupid. (laughs) 
I mean, they sometimes they say that. Do they? Because we are stupid. No. Dumbassery are us. <laughs> Not stupidity are us. <laughs> My bad. My bad. <laughs> Those two are different. Very much so. <laughs> we are intelligent in our ridiculousness. Therefore, dumbassery. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Definitely. Okay. <laughs> I apologize. I've been day drinking. Uh, <laughs> and I'm just tired. Uh, yeah, but uh, today is a uh, page of soap. Oh, shit, is it really? It is. I hope you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready? No? Insert SpongeBob. I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. But yes, I am. I am ready. I'm ready to piss you off. I mean, why not? What do you have for me today that's going to piss me off? Because apparently we needed that after a full dumbassery episode. It's a whole bunch of bullshit is what it is. Yay! So, trigger warning. This is a case. Several different cases. Including minors. I don't like that. Including murder of minors and there is some talk about rape as well oh okay so just letting you know if you these aren't the cases that we normally um, cover but I feel like this is an important one that should be told multiple times over and over again because I mean it's it's fucked up yeah we are all about having the voices of the victims heard it's just hard though it is. It is really Kids. Mm-hmm. A lot of my research came from the Charlie Project. Mm. They're amazing. They really are. If you can, go over and donate because they spend a lot of hours on all of this. Or just, you know, share them because, mm-hmm. yeah, they work hard for this. But I don't even want to start this. It's so bad. Uh, so, uh, I'll go ahead and say that if you don't feel comfortable listening to a case that specifically revolves around children, we are absolutely okay with you skipping this episode. Yes. Or maybe skip to the end. Either way, you do you. <laughs> and not in a bad way. Like, we, we legitimately understand that uh, it's hard to listen to cases like this. And I don't even know what it is yet, so... <laughs> So we are starting this awful case story in Wyoming, Rawlings, Wyoming. Okay, so this was back in July of 1974, and like I said, in the 70s, you know, it's it's a little hard to find information about what exactly happened. 19-year-olds Carlene Brown and Christine Gross, who went by Christy, decided to go down to the fairgrounds and watch the Little Bridges Rodeo. Little Britches Rodeo? Mm-hmm. That sounds adorable. <laughs> yeah. I could just picture the little ones, you know, roping the sheep and stuff. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds adorable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so from what I read, they were best friends, and the rodeo came every year. So it was normal, like, it was a normal event to go to each year. So it's just something you did. Like just the county like, fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, this would be the last anyone would see the two girls. Mm-hmm. Rawlings PD sucked. 
Rawlings, they didn't investigate their disappearance very hard at all. The The girls were 19, and they were considered runaways. But if they didn't have... Did they have a history of it before? Like, even that doesn't matter. That doesn't fucking matter. If they're just gone, you should probably investigate to make sure nothing bad actually happened to them. Yeah, I, I, I agree. So, it was said that Carlene's parents were actually divorced and lived in different states. Mm. So, she would, like, go back and forth living with one another. So, I believe one was in Rolling or close to Rolling and another one was in Colorado. So. But still, after, after one of the parents didn't hear, the one that she wasn't currently living with didn't hear from her, like, that, that's a sign. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> I know you do. Fucking police departments. (laughs) So, it doesn't say exactly how long it took them to actually search for them, but the police did finally start to take it serious when it had been a significant amount of time that the girls had been gone. Again, I couldn't find anywhere showing how long it took. Um, So, it took half a year. It took half a year. Well... (laughs) So, this was in July of 1974. Yeah. And we're going to keep going, because this is not the only case. Of course it's not. So, I think... You're torturing me now after having to listen to Picton, aren't you? Yes. So, I think <laughs> after a few more disappearances is when they started. Oh, because the first set isn't important enough. Yeah. Okay. So, gotcha. we're going to put a pin in this, and we're going to come back. I'm going to do the timeline of events, and then come full circle. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So, as of right now, it's July 1974, and there are two runaways that we now, I mean, now we know that they are missing, but at the time, they they were considered runaways in July. Deborah Mayer, who was 14 at the time, was visiting family in Rollin, Wyoming, mm-hmm. when on August 4th, 1974, she decided to walk to the local movie theater, but never arrived. And has not been seen since. Her family is adamant that she wouldn't have run away and that she was a well-behaved teen. However, the cops still treated it as a runaway case. It was put on the back burner. Of course it was. She was 14. That's fucking ridiculous. So, it can't, like, they can't, I, I guess I can't say they can't because they did. But the other two girls were 19. They were adults. They were considered adults. Yeah. She is 14 years old. She is a child. Yeah, she was visiting family at the time in Wyoming, but she was not from Wyoming. She was from Montana. (sighs) She wasn't even from there. She was just visiting family there. And they were pretty much like, she ran away? No, she didn't run away. Because they didn't give... At this time in the 70s, I don't know, but I just think that... They just didn't give a fuck. Either they were too overwhelmed, I guess. I don't know. Isn't that when... Ted Bundy was, like, on a rampage in the 70s, that time, around there. Probably. He was actually suspected on this. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Because the women, all the girls were dark hair, dark eyes. So he was actually a suspect huh. for this. But he wasn't? The No. Person? Because it was said that he was in jail at that time, or he was somewhere at that time. Um, hmm. So it wasn't him. Okay. So, I don't know. I don't know. But they they weren't doing shit. That was August 4th. So, we've got two missing in July. We've got one in August. Three. August 23rd, 1974. 
Not even a month later. Not even. Holy shit. Well, I mean, the other one was July, right? Yeah. So that's three in less than two months. Yeah. Four in less than two months. Oh, my God. Okay. You can do it, Paige. I have faith in you. This one's a hard one. August 23rd, 1974, 10-year-old Jaylene Dawn Banker was attending the Rollins Rodeo. Mm. While there, she was separated from her friend, and that was the last time she was seen alive. Ten. The police immediately jumped on this case, though. Good. And had used all their resources, but turned up in, turned up empty-handed. How? In April of 1975, Jaylene's remains were located in a field by a man walking his dog. She was found face down in a bush. Cause of death was blunt force trauma to her head. It was ruled a homicide. That's terrible, folks. It did not say, it did not say anything about sexual assault that I could see, but it, I mean, it just said that she was blunt force trauma. trauma. Yes. There wasn't a lot that I could find on her case. I think they probably wanted it quiet. That's fucking terrible. Yeah, she was 10 years old. I, I can't. Mm-hmm. And at the end, I'm going to go over um, the girls and tell a little bit about them. Good. <laughs> Before we go any further, is there... Some type of conclusion, like, we know who did it, or are we still just in the wind because nobody fucking knows, and apparently the dude was a traveling carny or some shit. <laughs> I don't like the look on your face. Yeah, I told you I was gonna piss you off. Mm-hmm. You're gonna make me cry. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. You should be a detective, though, because you fucking nailed it. Sweet. Not sweet, but, you know. I mean, you're not a detective, but you literally... Nail on the head? Yes. And these cops couldn't figure it out? There's a common denominator there, though. Yeah. All but one kid, she was going to the movies. The other three were at some type of, like... Rodeo. Rodeo Event. deal. Mm-hmm. So, now we're going to travel down to Oklahoma on September 26, 1981. Okay. Cinda Paulette, I want to say is how you say her last name. I may be wrong, and I'm sorry for that. And Charlotte Kinsey, both 13, were attending the Oklahoma State Fair. It's traveling carny. Since they were 13, they felt that they were old enough to go without parents. Which, I mean, I normally mm-hmm. my mom took all of us places, you know? Yeah. She was the fun mom. So we always... Um, like, she always took us places, but I don't think she ever walked around with us, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't think she dropped us off, though. She stayed in the vicinity. She was there, just not right. within, I don't know. I always tell my kids, if you can't see me, I can't see you, so mm-hmm. stay where I can see you. <laughs> my mom warned me at a very young age, though, that, like, she put paranoid, paranoia within my bones. Probably a good thing. Yeah. Anyways, while at the fair... A carnival worker approached the girls offering to pay them for their help to unload stuffed animals from his truck. No grown-ass adult needs a child's help with anything. None. Whether it's to find a dog, to unload stuffed animals, nothing. I concur. Mm -hmm. Charlotte called her mom to let her know, and she said that was fine, but to call her back at nine. Cinda's mom also agreed, but to let her know when they were done so she could come and get them. 
The girls were last seen at the fair at 5.30 p.m. Their parents never received the 9 p.m. phone call, and the girls did not return home. That's fucking terrible. And I hate that for the parents, too, because I'm sure they're just like, oh, it's very nice that you're trying to help somebody. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially in the 70s when there's serial killers galore, but apparently nobody knew it. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. They immediately called Oklahoma City PD, and the fairgrounds were searched thoroughly. The police were on it. But they weren't there because he took them to his house or wherever. They had missing signs printed, and the parents did not leave the grounds for 24 hours. Like, they were there for 24 hours. They were going to each vendor, talking to them, talking to everybody, passing out missing poster signs. Like, they didn't leave. The police formed a task force to find the girls. And according to witnesses, this is what the potential suspect looked like. He was a male between 35 to 50, over 6 foot tall, and weighing 200 to 250 pounds. He had dark hair with gray streaks, a mustache, and full beard. He was wearing silver wire-rimmed glasses, a brown stripes cowboy shirt, cowboy boots, a straw hat, and a yellow badge and a leather belt with the name Joseph, what's it, transcribed into mm-hmm. it. And he drove a two-door Pontiac Grand Prix with South Dakota license plates on it. That is a shit ton of information for them to not know who the fuck it is. I concur. Also, rodeo. Was there a rodeo the night of the fair? Probably. It, I didn't say anything about a rodeo, but, I mean, Some it's type of event of the sort. It probably had stuffed animals. Yeah. And stuffed animals is the... Just keep in mind stuffed animals. Stuffed animals, gotcha. Yeah. Apparently, Charlotte and Cinda wasn't the first ones that he approached. Oh. So, he asked multiple children, and I say children because they were children, mm-hmm. that day that Charlotte and Cinda disappeared. Offering jobs that paid $5 to $10 an hour. So once he couldn't get them at $5, he raised it? I guess. And um, so the missing persons flyers, the Oklahoma PD, they sent it to all surrounding departments. Oh, good. To get the word out. And whenever I post the missing, we're going to post the missing flyers, mm-hmm. and then we're going to post who we think did it. Oh, okay. And you're going to be like, what the fuck? Okay. So we have a picture of like a drawing of the the sketch of the person, person, and then the person that we think that allegedly did it. Yeah, is this alleged person alive still? Cool. Okay, two teenage boys came forward to tell them what had happened with the man because it was actually four of them. I think that is probably, and I should have said this before, but I think that is why Cinda and Charlotte's mom also agreed. Because it wasn't just them two, it was two boys that were with them. Some reports say that it was their boyfriends, Mm -hmm. but I think it was just two teenage, yeah, two friends, pretty much. So it was all four of them that were going. They said that he'd driven them and the girls to a truck stop off of I 40 to meet the truck with the stuffed toys. When it wasn't there, he asked the boys to wait at the stop while he drove the girls to check the next one. He gave them $10 before driving away with Charlotte and Cinda. I hate this so much. 
so fucking much. So, they actually arrested somebody for this, Mm -hmm. but then they determined that he had nothing to do with it. Because remember when I said that he had a yellow badge on? Mm -hmm. Well, that yellow badge, was they, they found it. And it had somebody's, like, information on it. And it was actually of a Donald Corey, mm-hmm. a 36-year-old carnival drifter. And it says that he actually resembled the man in the sketches. And so they immediately charged him with two counts of kidnapping and launched a search for him. He was eventually arrested in Alabama, but the charges were dropped because he had no relation to the case. Okay. I don't know how I feel about this. I don't believe it was him. Okay. I trust you. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, but I just thought that was crazy that he was arrested. I'll I'll get to all that at the very end. But, yeah, so they thought that they had somebody, and then it ended up not being them. Holy shit. So, investigators, investigators. 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 (laughs) they, They said that they were able to rule out, like, all the employees at the fair. So, they think that the person that was there just posed as a worker at that one. Okay. In order to gain the girl's trust. So, he had that. Each of the carnies had a little badge that had their name on it. So, it's like, hey, I work here. So, he jacked that one. Yeah. And they look similar. Okay. So, it worked, maybe. Okay. <laughs> you know, or maybe... No, I don't. I mean, that's gotta be. Are what we happened. sure he wasn't part of it? I don't think so because. I mean, I said I trust you, but I'm still questioning. So there's that. <laughs> well, um, whenever we get to the trial, the teenage boys are there and they are able to identify him. Ah, uh, I gotcha. So it's not. It's not that guy. Okay. But. Huh. That's got to be his reasoning why, though, that he stole that badge, because they looked similar. Yeah. And then he was like, It'd be no. easy enough to get the police off the trail if you steal some identity or whatever from mm-hmm. a person that looks similar to you. Right. Okay. So, going by the timeline, I'm going to mention this very heartbreaking news, and then we're going to go to the next case. Okay. So, Christy Gross, from earlier. Mm-hmm. From 1974, July of 1974, her remains were found by two siblings who were joyriding in a rural area located three miles south of Sinclair, Wyoming, on October 27, 1983. She was murdered and died from two blows to her skull. So they assume she was a runaway for like nine years? Mm-hmm. Well... Wait, was she part of the first set or the, the, the first second? Set. Okay. The first set. Yeah, nine years. Holy shit. You're going to make me start rocking over here. But she was murdered the same way that Jaylene was. Mm-hmm. Blunt, force, blunt force trauma. Yeah. To the head. I don't like it. I mean, those two cases are related. Mm-hmm. And they were both taken from rodeos. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like it. Me either. Sharon Bald Eagle was 12 years old when she decided to run away from home, September 18, 1984. Mm. So that's 10 years later. In Eagle Butte, 
South Dakota. Her friend Sandy, who was 15, joined her as they hitchhiked to Casper, Wyoming. There, a truck driver picked both the girls up and took them to his home in Evansville, where he agreed to feed them and let them, like, get cleaned up. This is where the nightmare started for the girls. <laughs> the man asked for oral sex from the girls and offered to pay them. When they refused, he went off. He whipped out his pistol and held the girls at gunpoint and proceeded to tie them up with wire coat hangers and duct tape. They're babies. He then beat Sharon horribly and raped Sandy. They're babies. Sandy waited for the man to fall asleep and escaped. Good for her. She ran straight to the neighbors for help, but by the time the police arrived, he grabbed Sharon and left. Oh, no. She said that she, whenever she heard his truck start up, if I'm remembering correctly, whenever she heard his truck start up, like, her stomach just dropped. Oh, I bet. I can't. Oh, my God. I hate that so much. Sharon has not been seen since. She tried so hard. And then having to live with that afterwards, that just breaks my heart. So, luckily, Sandy was able to escape. Escape. <laughs> escape. Escape. <laughs> Because now there is a chance to finally put this monster behind bars. Yeah. The monster being Royal Russell Long. Allegedly? Oh, no, he did this. She, okay. like, we, we know for a fact he did this. Good. Because she was a witness for this, and she is able to testify. So he did this shit to Sandy and Sharon. Now, I couldn't find much on this tiny dick man, which is fucking fine with me because he's a piece of shit. Yeah. I do know that he was a resident in Rawlings in 1974. Mm -hmm. He worked part-time at Carnival's, and he was a truck driver. That hits all the, the little check marks there. Yeah. He had a house in Evansville, Wyoming. Yeah. And I did see that his daughter accused him of molesting her. So he has a story of being an absolute sick fuck. What a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you a little bit more about what his daughter said, too, later on. But, yeah, he's fucking disgusting. Anyways, he was apprehended a week after the attack occurred. And he was apprehended in New Mexico. Sharon was not with him. And he never admitted it, right? When asked about the attack, he said the girls told him that they were 18 and 19. And he did offer them $100 to have sex. And they did have sex. They agreed. After they have sex, however, the girls confessed that they were underage and tried to blackmail him for more money. And apparently, like, there was a scuffle because he was like, no, I'm not giving... This, his accounts, of course. No, I'm not giving you money. So they, like, attack him. Bullshit. Sounds a lot like Willie Picton's version with Sandra Goo. Mm-hmm. And so he had to tie them up. He just had to because they were attacking him. And then when Sandy escaped, he left with Sharon because, I mean, he was just freaking out. And he dropped her in Cheyenne with someone else. And they were headed to Texas. Hmm. Good story, bro. Uh... He just couldn't believe that he was wanted. When he found out he was wanted, he went back, back down to Texas to look for Sharon himself. Mm-hmm. What fucking sense does that make? Well, he's... An absolute piece of garbage. But then he was found in New Mexico. Yeah, I feel like he missed the mark on that one. I went to Texas. No, 
motherfucker, you didn't. You were just looking for another fucking victim. Earlier I said trial. It didn't actually go to trial. He did get sentenced. Okay, so... He pled guilty to something? He did plead guilty. So Sandy told her accounts of what happened that day, as well as a police officer confirming that he found two stuffed animals in Long's vehicle. Oh. Stuffed animals. Okay. So Long did plead guilty to the Wyoming kidnappings. They were going to charge him with Sharon's death. However, with no body, that's hard to do. I hate that so much. You know, she's she, he did something to her. Well, her father believes that she is still alive. And he actually, yeah. And he actually went to prison to talk to Long. Mm-hmm. And Long wouldn't talk to him. Of course not, because he's a tiny dick man. Long did, however, write a letter to, I think it was Cinda's mom, saying that he was so sorry for what happened, but he didn't have anything to do with it. Oh, bull fucking shit. Then why would you write her? He wasn't technically connected to it. He just connected himself. Like, that's what he fucking did. So, he was sentenced to two life sentences for the kidnappings. Well, good for him. Now that he was in custody, Oklahoma PD was able to try and build a case against Long Mm -hmm. to be able to, you know, charge him. Yeah. Regarding Cinda and Charlotte's disappearance. Okay. They found, so this is some of the evidence that they have. They found strands of Cinda's hair in the back of the Pontiac. The back of the Pontiac. Long had rented at the time of their disappearance. When they sprayed the trunk with luminol, they sent it to a forensic expert and didn't tell them what it was. They just sent it to them, the picture of it. And the forensic expert suspected that there was either one large body or two small bodies in the trunk, how the blood pattern was. But, of course, when they were on, he was on the stand, the defense lawyer was like, well, could it have been a deer? Well, I mean, yeah. Well, could it have been... I don't know. Whatever large animal. Yeah. Well, I guess. Well, could it have been nothing at all? And the forensics expert was like, no, it was definitely something. You can tell by the blood pattern Mm -hmm. that it was something. It was either one large something or two small somethings. Yeah. Despite having... But her hair was there. Mm Mm-hmm. Her hair was there. There was boot prints. Mm Mm-hmm. And it was blood prints. But they didn't have the technology to test the DNA. Oh, no. <laughs> there was hair also found at Long's house mm-hmm. that they believe was Charlotte's. But they had no way to test it because it didn't have the root to it. Yeah. Long's daughter got up there and testified that he would lure little girls with puppies and stuffed animals and that no girl over the age 13 would ever satisfy him. His daughter got up there and said that. Two other teenage girls testified that they were approached by him and walked away. They thought it was shady and they did not go with him. Good for them. The two teenage boys, I think it was just one, went up there and said something about it. Mm Mm-hmm. Despite all of this, the judge just threw it all out. What? Mm-hmm. Start crying. He threw out all the physical evidence. He threw out the boy coming up and testifying. He threw out the daughter coming up there and testifying. He threw it all out. So despite all of the evidence and all the test- testimonies, 
the judge dismissed the charges December 1985. What the actual fuck? Yeah. And part of the defense was, there's no bodies. Okay, but where are they? Oh, they've been spotted. They've been spotted in Miami. They've been spotted Mm. in California doing, um, what did it say? Oh, doing porn. That's, they've been spotted everywhere. Mm. Same as um, Sharon. Mm -hmm. They said that she's been spotted many places. I, I, I typically give, like, credit to the defense attorneys on most things because, you know, they have to do their job even if they have a shit client. But what the actual fuck? Yep. Putting these girls down. Especially at that time, because, like, at that time, if you were doing something out of the norm, you were just, like, garbage anyway. But to say that about them, I... We know what happened. We do. And it's bullshit. As you said at the beginning, this is a case of bullshit. Yep. So, Tiny Dickman, he was not charged in any of the other cases, just the two kidnappings. He was sentence with two life sentences like I said before but that doesn't that's not closure for the rest of the family no it's not Tiny Dickman died of a heart attack in 1993 while in prison good for him I hope he sat and suffered for a very long time before they actually did anything yeah I hope he was butt raped a lot a whole lot but yeah he was he was suspected in the other cases but it was never proven he fucking Um, did it yeah I think so and like I said, Ted Bundy was also a suspect, but yeah. because he was, I think he was detained or something was going on. I read and I, I meant to put it in the notes and I forgot, but... They were able to eliminate him based yeah, on wherever they were, the fuck he was. Right. I mean, shit, if their kid comes up and says that, then it should be, there's something wrong here. Yeah, his own daughter said that. I can't, I can't. This fucking sucks. So now I'm gonna... Yeah, me too. Now I'm going to tell you a little bit about the girls, um, of what I could find anyways. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find a lot. It was the 70s, not mm-hmm. age of internet. <laughs> so, Carlene Brown is still considered endangered missing. Oh my gosh. Yeah, she has not been found. She's a Caucasian female, brown red hair, brown eyes. Carlene has surgical scars on her big toes of both feet. Carlene was adopted. They don't know where her birth family is. And like I said before, her adopted parents were divorced. She lived in Rawling with her father and brother at the time of her disappearance, and her mother lived in Colorado. She graduated from Rawlings High School in 1973. She had been active in many extracurricular activities, including sports, during her school years. So she was, you know, active. She didn't fucking run away. No. And then, of course, Christy Gross, I couldn't find a whole lot on her, but that she was the one that was found. It was said that she was a sweet soul and is missed dearly. Deborah Meyer is classified as non-family abduction. She is a Caucasian female, brown hair, brown eyes. Deborah has a small circle of growth on her left ear about the size of a pencil eraser. She wears a full set of dentures. Her family stated that Deborah was not the type to run away. She just wasn't. She was 14. She was 14. And she was not from Wyoming. She was from Montana. Yeah. If you have any information regarding Carlene or Deborah's cases, please contact the Carbon County Sheriff's Department at 307-324-2776.
Jaylene Dawn Banker. I couldn't find a lot on Miss Jaylene. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it was just so long ago. But the city did, they acted fast to try and find her. Yeah. So I feel like that shows, you know, she was, she was loved. Mm-hmm. On her gravestone, it did read, Our Little Angel. I mean, that just goes to show she was very loved and very missed. Yeah. Cinda Leanne Paulette. Sorry if I mispronounced that again. Is still classified as missing. She is biracial. The time of her disappearance, she had shoulder-length brown hair and blue eyes. She has a small scar below the corner of her left eyebrow and wears a dental retainer behind her lower front teeth. Cinda was a shortstop on a softball team at the time of her disappearance and was looking forward to trying out for the school basketball team. She had purchased Van Halen tickets for the week after her disappearance. So yeah, she was not... She didn't leave willingly. Mm -mm. None of them did. No. And Van Halen, I would have loved to see them. Oh, absolutely. Anyways, Charlotte June Kinsey is also still considered missing. She she had shoulder-length hair... At the time of her disappearance, it was strawberry blonde hair and blue-gray eyes. She has a triangle-shaped birthmark on her lower back near her waistline and a small dot scar below her left eye. She has silver caps on her lower front teeth and her ears are pierced. Charlotte enjoyed poetry and roller skating at the time of her disappearance. For eight years after she went missing, her mother kept her room exactly as she left it. Oh, it's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. If you have any info regarding this case, please reach out to Oklahoma State Police, 405-231-2121. I'm going to start crying again. Uh, okay, so you keep saying Oklahoma, and I keep thinking of the Oklahoma murders, and they never found him. What? When was that? I forget the actual range, but it was like in the late 70s, 80s time. We're going to have to research the 2000s when was he when was he he was put away in 85 well the bodies were continued continued to be found right even after even like years and months after they were Mm -hmm. i'm gonna have to go look at that um the description again because anyway sorry my brain made a weird connection Sharon Bald Eagle is classified as non-family abduction she was a native american female black hair brown eyes her ears are pierced sharon is the oldest of four siblings and had just begun her first year at branyard indian school in hot springs south dakota when she disappeared her father searched for her all over the country after her disappearance traveling as far as arizona and she he, he believes that she's still alive there has been supposed sightings of her mm-hmm. many places and he tries to follow up on them, but there's always, obviously he has not found her, but he still has hope. So if you have any information in the whereabouts of Sharon or any info about this case, please contact Fall River County Sheriff's Office at 605-745-4444. That is everything that I have for you. These cases are very hard and I'm going to cry again. That was definitely a full T-Rex episode. I hope he's rotten in hell. Multiple pineapples shoved up his ass. Yeah. Every five minutes. I'm sure there's more that I could have found on the 
earrings. But obviously it wouldn't have mattered anyway because he... Whatever the fuck judge that was had no brain. It was awful. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I just... No, I don't. I don't understand a, a judge dismissing all of that. He dismissed all of it. I, I don't. I don't understand because there's so much there. It there was an obvious connection. Do you think it's because he was already sentenced with two life sentences? Sentences. I mean, it's a big possibility, but at the same time, like that doesn't fucking matter because if he has in in the United States, because we are the way we are, there's the right to appeal to every fucking thing that you're charged with. So, he could potentially get out at any given time if the appellate courts decide that they found something wrong with the way that the case was carried out. Uh, Yeah, true. So, he should have acted as if he was charged with nothing else and, like, gone through the case. They weren't allowed to know about Sharon and Sandy either. That was not allowed in court either. I forgot that part. What the fuck? Yeah, no. What the fuck? No! I I have such conflicted feelings about defense attorneys. I get why they wouldn't want that in there, because technically, you know, whatever. But that shows what he would have done. That right there shows what he would have done to these girls. I I just, I don't understand. He was a piece of shit, and that judge pissed me the fuck off. I'm going to show you a picture of Sounds like the judge was a tiny dick man as well. Fuck them. I'm getting the picture of him up now. <sighs> For the tiny dick man or the tiny dick judge? Tiny dick man. I think, so. I think the left is the sketch. Oh, no. Here's the sketch. Well, you can see it, too. Sketch and then the guy. I think the one down here is the sketch. I don't think that's the actual sketch up there. I think it's this one down here. I mean, it's pretty fucking accurate. It's very fucking accurate. There's no way. There's no denying it. Yeah. Like, he is the same person. I think this is the sketch, and then this is how they kind of, like... Made it more realistic? Yeah. But, yeah, that dude looks fucking just like him. Yeah, no, there's there's no there's no denying it. Piece of shit. Absolutely. Yeah, sorry. No, this is just payback for my making you sit through five parts of Pigman Deer. Yeah, at least this wasn't... Five 18, parts? 18 hours long. <laughs> I mean, technically, there's five parts, so it was, uh, like, two hours for the fr- for the last one. It was less than ten hours. Not by much, but it was less than. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but then I have to re-listen to it after we record it. I mean, technically, you don't have to. No, but I have to. I mean, you can, but, oh, well, you kind of do, because I leave some shady shit in there for <laughs> Yeah, do. Yeah, do. But it's for the comedic value. <laughs> I don't know how many times I'll have to text Sam and be like, is this the episode that I'm going to get canceled on? <laughs> that was be. that was a lot in the picture. Yeah. <laughs> series. And she laughs. She just laughs. <laughs> I mean, our whole thing is like tiny dick man. So past that, like what, what else could you get canceled? I've said some bad things, Sam. I've cut a lot of those bad things out. You still leave some of them. (laughs) Okay, Sam, since I had to bring the full T-Rexness today, what are you getting us back neutral with? 
I'm going to try. I don't know if it'll work, though. Oh, you bitch. Oh. Hold on a second. Oh, okay. Let's pause this. And we're back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Governor Payne. <laughs> uh, you know, I can, I can see Russia from my backyard, okay? It's just right there. I go, I, I walk out my back doors, and then there's Russia. Anywho, so as always, our what is our favorite our favorite website to find random shit on Audie. is Audie O D D E E dot com. They have a shit ton of lists and they're fantastic. So this one is uh, this article was named Seven of the Strangest Candies You Can Buy Today. And it was back in 2019, so maybe that's changed since then, but we're going to stick with it. Anyway. So the first one. Scorpion suckers. That is not what I was saying. <laughs> it's a fucking scorpion in sucker molding. Yeah, it reminds me of, like, the stapler in the... The jello, yeah, in the office. That's what it looks like. That's exactly what it looks like. Yeah. And it comes in blueberry, apple, strawberry, and banana. Banana! <laughs> yeah, but apparently it's okay to eat because they took the stingers um, I was about to ask, out. did they remove the stingers? Yeah, they, they did. I, But they look creepy as fuck, and I would not put that anywhere near my, my body. Like, not... I'd try it. You're fucking insane. I don't know. I don't know that I'd try the banana one. I wouldn't try any of them. Uh, I take the scorpion out, and I totally eat the... Eat the sucker. Uh, anyway, <laughs> then there's bacon and pickle flavored gumballs. Pickle flavored be good. I don't. I love some pickles. I love. I love pickles, but I don't. You wouldn't want to chew on a pickle. No, I don't think so. Blow a pickle bubble. No. 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 I don't know about the bacon one. This is, you can uh, get these tasty, though they probably don't help your breath, treats on Amazon. <laughs> While the bacon gum is in stock, the pickle gum is currently out of stock. Shows how many people love pickles. But don't fret. There are still pickle mints. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not good on the... I'm out on the pickle mints. No, see, that seems a little weird. <laughs> not as weird as that. <laughs> What is that? Number three is the toilet bowl candy. Moco, moco, mocoletto? Don't know. Anyway, so this is the toilet bowl candy, and it is completely sanitary, by the way, but it's just weird. Uh, they make the they make the little toilet, and then pour the special powder inside <laughs> and cover it with water. <laughs> it's just... I have this image of little children snorting things off the toilet. Special seat. powder. <laughs> the ingredients then mix together and you drink it with a straw. And it looks like slime. I'm definitely getting this. Please. Yes, Christmas stockings. That's what's going in there. For your children? Mm-hmm. I can just picture um, two trying to pee in it. Guarantee, one thousand percent. That is what would happen. That is like so it's a baby funny. toilet. I can do it. <laughs> Just set it on the other toilet and let him try. And... No, no, no. Oh, okay. I mean, he, he, the child pees in weird places anyway. <laughs> like facts, <laughs> the closet, or if they happen to be playing with something outside, 
and it is a bowl shape, he will fucking pee in it. That is so funny. So before you touch anything outside, uh, don't. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so then there's the mushroom chocolates and more. What kind of mushrooms? Because I'd be down for that. I don't know. It says the company makes different types of chocolate. Some ingredients are more normal like bacon or smoked salt. What is smoked salt? I don't know. I would assume, like, salt that is put in with, like, smokiness. (laughs) That sounds stupid, but, like, I don't know how to describe it. It's like how you smoke, um... Smoke a ham? Yeah, maybe. Smoke the salt? Smoke it. (laughs) Anyway, so it says others are more exotic, like ginger, mushroom, wasabi, rose petals, and more. Hold on a second. Oh my gosh, you know, that would be so funny to get a wasabi one. And let somebody eat that bitch. They think that you got them a nice chocolate. I mean, it looks beautiful. It looks I'm really not going to lie. You bought into that. And it's in a nice, pretty package, too. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Yeah. Exotic, exotic truffle package. Let's see. It is $36. Look at that. Oh, my God. <laughs> so the picture of this is fantastic. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but the fifth one is gummy snakes. And it's like as big as a fucking boa constrictor. 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 You know how sticky that would be? That would be so fucking sticky. And it's all over him. Now nobody's going to want to eat it. He looks like he's enjoying it. <laughs> I think it's huge. It is. Um, $125? That's way too much. Twenty six pounds of gummy. It's four eighty five per pound. Look, it can be like you know that um, TikTok where you just like put aluminum foil down and mm. then you make like tacos or nachos or some shit and everybody just eats off of it. <laughs> so at school, what they can do is like lay the gummy across all the desks, uh-huh. and then just kids can just munch on it. I feel like that's exceedingly uh, unsanitary. COVID who? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's that. Uh, what the fuck? Edible diamonds. Edible diamonds. Sweet edible diamonds. Oh, cool. So you can, like, be all iced up, and then when you get hungry, you just, like, yeah. munch on them. Look, I haven't eaten all day. Hold on a second. <laughs> Freak some people out. That'd be nice, actually. Let's do that. Uh, $35. It's almost worth it. Almost. Oh, it's a, a candy based on the brilliant cut that creates the ideal brilliance of a diamond. It's characterized by a beautiful glow by a delicate cut. And apparently it's uh, the website is all in uh, Japanese, so it may be a little difficult to order if you are not fluent. <laughs> but honestly, though, that would be really funny to just be like, no, I'm not a wedding ring. <laughs> A lightning bug gummies is the seventh one. Could you imagine eating that and then your shit comes out like lightning? Like a lightning bug? Just lit up? Okay, but when you said like lightning, I just imagine like lightning bolts <laughs> coming out your ass. ass. <laughs> That's where my brain went. <laughs> New trick. <laughs> Look what I can do. <laughs> So the bugs come with tweezers with LED lights on the ends. When the ends get too close, they light up. It says slimy yet satisfying. No, thank you. 
Oh, so they don't actually light no. up. The tweezers make them light right. up. Right. Well, that was just, well, I'm stupid. Anyways. You're not stupid because calling something a lighting bug gummy, you would think that it lights up in some form or fashion. It just needs a little help from the tweezers. Well, I can just stick it up to the fucking light and then eat it. This is this is true. Well, there goes my dreams of shooting lightning out my ass. <laughs> no ass lightning. We have a new intro. <laughs> I'll leave that one for you for the next time you have to do it. So randomness, because I am doing, I did research today for a torrid love affair in the 1920s, and I needed to look up because I am the way that I am. Apparently, the first dildo (laughs) is recorded. Like, there's a shit ton, like, in ancient Greece and all of that stuff, but, like, relatively recently, uh, the first plastic dildo was recorded somewhere around 1850. And then it started showing up in films in, like, 1930s? There was dildos in films in 1930? Like, porn or, like, what? I'm assuming porn, because you can't show that. Are you going to faint? As they faint in their fainting chairs. (laughs) Oh, got the famous. (laughs) Oh, so I was telling this story to a co-worker, and I don't know why that I did this, but I did. I share too much sometimes. And I've got to stop doing that. Stop it. Share with me, not other people. It's fine. I don't judge. (laughs) So we were talking about, well, actually, we were all kind of just like sharing stories, pretty much. So I was telling the story about whenever I was in high school, my guidance teacher was like one of my favorite teachers. Mm -hmm. Like, I loved him so much. He was my sixth grade reading teacher. He was my sixth, seventh, and eighth grade reading teacher. Because hmm. um, we swapped classes yeah. then or whatever. But, like, we would um, play, like, ding, ding dong ditch on him, like, all the time and stuff. Well, I wouldn't say all the time, but we'd play ding dong ditch with him and stuff like that. We tortured him. Tortured him. But he loved it. You, you just know he loved it. Yeah. Anyways, so he became, he followed us into high school and became our guidance teacher because he was getting his master's um, in psychology. And whenever it was time to talk to him about what I wanted to be, like what I wanted to go to school for, what I wanted to do, I looked him dead in the eyes and said, I wanted to be a sex toy tester. (laughs) What was his response? He was super animated. So he just like did a double take. What? What did you just say to me, Paige? <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Like, I know you did not just tell me that. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. I would have never said that when I was younger. Now I'd be like, for sure. So I wouldn't have said that to most people, but yeah. I just love trolling him. He. He, he, yeah. So, like, in 6th, 7th, and 8th grade, you know, I told you that I had him for reading and literature and stuff like that. Um, he had this, like, you know, the boom boxes, like, the little radios that you just put CD in or whatever. Well, he had a stack of CDs in the bottom of his drawer. And one of them had, like, different songs on it, of course. Mm-hmm. And it had a little remote to it. So, um, I would pop one of those CDs in, and then I'd go sit back in my chair, and he'd be in the middle of doing something. I click that thing on, and all you hear is, wow, thing. <laughs> 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 
you make my heart sing. Bum, bum. And he, yeah, no. Literally, I probably made his life a little in hell. But it was because you liked him. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, he's definitely my favorite teacher. That's 100%. awesome. 100%. He was awesome. But, yeah, his face, whenever I told him that, he was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> I don't know how I would respond. Like, I worked with a bunch of kids for a long time. And, like, I had to keep my whole professional being, you know, and not showing any emotion if they're disclosing things to me at the time. But, like, I don't know how I would respond to that. Well, that's a choice. Yeah. I don't even know. I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. I just feel like you could follow your dreams. (laughs) It'll be fun. No, it's beautiful. I I love that story. Even after I told them, I was like, damn, why did I tell y'all that? What the fuck? What's wrong with me? Nothing. I need to start shoving stuff down deep. I mean, I know that's what you... (laughs) (laughs) I know that's what you were aspiring to do, but... (laughs) Just, I don't know. That's that's hilarious, though. (laughs) We always, um... We always have this plan to that uh, we would start a business, mm-hmm. and it would be called, you know, like, instead of Victoria's Secret, mm-hmm. it would be called Paige's Panties. <laughs> Have you been in Paige's Panties? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's good. So, anyway... Uh... <laughs> far um i'm sorry congratulations (laughs) you learn a little bit more about Paige every episode yeah i'm gonna stop (laughs) (laughs) uh no but if you would like to contact us for whatever reason uh you can do so by finding us on all social media which currently we're on facebook twitter and instagram and then we also have an email which is m3truecrimepod at gmail.com. Yay, there's that. If you um, email me, I might tell you more shit. <laughs> or she may. Sam probably just make a bunch of shit. Yeah, we're going to go with that. <laughs> You're like, oh yeah, Paige did this. <laughs> that one time. <laughs> um... <laughs> no, uh, we also have a link tree that has Patreon! All the things. That is one of them, yes. <laughs> it has all the, all the shit that we're, we're into. What are we into? It has a link to all the socials. It has a link to our... Where you can find us on all the listening platforms. And then also... Patreon. This is where you were supposed to yell Patreon. My bad. <laughs> I premature yelled. <laughs> you know, it happens to the best of us. And then that's that's pretty much it, I think, right? Yeah, go follow and like us. Mm-hmm. Leave us a rating on whatever platform you are listening on. Yes, please. And, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>